we finished the job today um and it brought back something that uh a talking point that maybe i uh, i can't stand um so we had to put in some conduit for an electrician mm. and uh which we often have to do and obviously the conduit wasn't right it was the wrong kind of conduit there's too much friction so we had to dig it up a bunch and a bunch of spots so he could push his fucking wire through but i every time i do this i i tell myself well why isn't the fucking electrician running their own conduit you're doing all the hard work for them all they have to do is come in and push the fucking wire through and they get paid however many hundreds of dollars an hour right but essentially you're doing all the hard work um, who supplied the conduit uh the gc supplied the conduit yeah so the conduit not being right had fuck all to do with you no but putting in the conduit to begin with also should have fuck all to do with me oh totally agree right you know like that's yeah. it's regardless of who supplied the conduit or what kind of conduit it is the fact that i'm putting in a conduit is beyond my realm of expertise as a landscaper when Since I'm just you there to build shit. Started landscaping your own landscaping company. Was that 12 years ago? Yep. Would you say that and I think this is probably low. On average, you spent four thousand dollars a year running other people's conduit that you don't get paid for. I'd say so. So and, pro- and that probably doesn't include the cost of the conduit itself, which I so probably you, didn't get paid for either. So you had to buy the conduit sometimes. <laughs> oh, probably. Oh, All right, yeah. So let's round oh, this yeah. bit, let's round this bitch up to five thousand dollars a year since so chad has invested sixty thousand dollars over 12 years running conduit and buying conduit for other people that he never got paid for yeah i don't think that's uh a stretch i don't think it is either sometimes it's pretty easy to spend (laughs) oh yeah sometimes we've used vacuum tube it's not always necessarily a two inch uh pvc conduit <laughs> we've used big o um there's more than one way to skin the cat when it comes to running a conduit we um, we used we i know we used to have like an irrigate a thing of irrigation line we dragged everywhere yeah that'll like, do it and then it was like okay you need to run some wire through this it better fit in this fucking line bro because this is all i got <laughs> yeah it, i my response like i always want to tell them no, I don't need to run any wires. I don't need to run any fucking conduit. The electrician needs to run their conduit. Where's the electrician? Get them here. Like it. When we were working at the place with all the pools that shall never be named. <laughs> I bet G- there's a lot of conduit there. Well, the G- the GC didn't allow for any trenching for conduit. It was like wow. 300 kilometers of conduit to be buried or something. And we wow. just like spent when I was running that project, I there was like two crews assigned to trenching conduit for for weeks. Like I don't it wasn't like a an afternoon time. It was going on forever because <laughs> no one and the electrician was like, not our fucking problem. And so then they just But it is down, their problem. Because that's completely wasn't their, in their job. contract. But it wasn't in their contract. What to put wire in the ground? No, no, the trench the trenching was eliminated from their contract. Mm. 
Mm, and okay. wasn't in anybody's contract. And so, like, the first day, the, you know, they go show up to bury the main line, and they're like, the electrician shows up, they got their wire, day one, let's fucking fly. Hey, there's no trench here. <laughs> and they're like, well, dig it. It's not our fucking contract. Oh, shit. Who can we get to dig this trench? Oh, you know who's got an excavator here? Fucking, oh, they're doing the salmon run on the far end of the job. The fucking landscaper. Oh, get that bitch over here. They'll dig the fucking trench. And then that's how it's, I guess that's how it started. I don't, I just inherited it in the middle of the whole thing. Like, and it's completely in the middle of the, um, the whole trenching of this. There was literally no, like, no one to do the trenching. So there was like two, sometimes three excavators. You can only fathom how much shit. There was literally like 300 kilometers or 400 kilometers of trenching. Wow. I got like, who buried this conduit? I would say I did. Well, you better have taken pictures. Why should I have had to take fucking pictures? <laughs> I don't give a fuck how buried the conduit is. Like, it's not my job to fucking get an electrical permit. I put this in out of the pure goodness of my heart. You know? I don't give a shit. I'm not the one who's getting fucking sued over not having their electrical buried properly. Yeah. <laughs> Why should... I... What do you mean? You expect me to do this for free and write and document it? Like... <laughs> I, think that, I think that's a bit much to ask. You know? I have spent a vast amount of my life burying irrigation shit, too. Under walkways and... Yeah. Into gardens and like I have spent so much of my life with fucking ir- I think we've talked about irrigation contractors before on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. but I, I I sent go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I sent the guys out a couple of weeks ago to a job in Kingston. They had to cut out the sidewalk to put irrigation lines in and then patch it in with interlock over top. It was an hourly thing, but just like because nobody put the conduit. Right, so all of a sudden you're cutting out concrete, two steps well, forward, one step back. Have you done commercial back. jobs where they want you to run the conduit to the islands in advance? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to get the conduit into the island. Got to get the conduit. How we do the curb? <laughs> they've done that, but they've given us big O as conduit. Oh my god! Not realizing that there's triaxles running over the sub base because it's a gravel parking lot right yeah you think your 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 big o is gonna withstand that sort of shit (laughs) no (laughs) like absolutely uh, not yeah what a what a nightmare sometimes how much stuff do you think you do residential or commercial that has nothing to do with you just to get the job done because you're like fuck it i gotta get out of here how many times have you looked at something and been like, this has nothing to do with me, but fuck it. I got to get out of here. Quite a bit, I'd say. Well, you can't leave that. Like One of the old guys we used to work with, he would start doing shit completely out of our scope. And his reason would be, well, you can't leave that like that. And so he would start parging someone's fucking house or something like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> you go to the back of the truck and mix up a fucking batch of mortar or something. Well, you can't leave that like that. What the fuck? Like, like to put, to put in a walkway. Well, you can't leave that like that. <laughs> yeah. The explanation so. of like trying to get paid sometimes is people under like understanding that do shit we get paid for. Doing shit we don't get paid for will lead you down to a path eventually of you not getting paid. If you spend all your time doing shit that we're never going to get paid for, at some point <laughs> that will affect you. Like at some point we'll run out of money and there will be no money to pay you because all of your time was spent doing shit that we never got paid that we can't get paid for. So don't do shit that we can't get paid for. Like stop doing that sure. stuff. We did a job in the spring this year and it was to plant a tree and um, a couple other things like a flower bed in the front or something like that. And we had briefly touched on during my meeting with the client about pulling a stump that was there. Um, And I forgot about it in the estimate. So they asked about it in email and I said, well, I forgot about it in the estimate. So we'll just do it we'll just do it while we're there. Like whatever, it'll take 20 minutes. Um, I won't bill for it or anything like that. Right. So we do the job, but the client decides that they want to leave the stump. Now she likes it. She thinks it's pretty. After the job is invoiced, the homeowner goes, well, can you renegotiate the invoice? Because you didn't pull the tree stump that you said you were going to pull. (laughs) So now I'm out $200 because I didn't pull out the tree stump that I was going to do for free anyway. And I, I said, well, how the fuck did I manage to fuck myself there? I would have like, told those people to bounce. <laughs> we've done some work for, for them before, and it was, they're nice people, but like I talked myself out of $200. <laughs> what you should have said was it's $200 to pull the tree stump. And I'll add it to the thing. But so trying here's to be a nice thing. person. I, I was trying to be the nice person by doing yes. it for free from the start. Yeah. And you think my, you got set up by her? No. I'm going to see if he'll do this tree stump I, for free. Oh, he's doing it for free. Now I'm going to ask for a price reduction because he didn't do it. That's I a game. I think I he might have got game. I think that's a game. I don't know if this client would do that. I like them. They're nice. I feel like. Oh, you're going to watch out for the nice ones. I feel like this is a learning experience for me. Again, for the hundredth time, I tell myself I don't do anything for free anymore. Anything. Mm. You always get burned when you do shit for free. Yeah. Things always go haywire when you're doing something for free. For free, for a friend. For free. You're you're lending something out. Um someone is all one of the guys I used to work with has always told me if you're good at something, you don't do it for free. So that's why I will no longer landscape for free. So, well, is pulling a stump landscaping? It's something that'd be landscaping. You think pulling a stump is classified as landscaping? It's not hardscaping, but I would say it's landscaping. What What do you it, think? You think that under that guise, to me, pulling a stump is tree care. Stump is grinding, tree, tree, stump is tree planting, tree care. Ooh. No, that's shrub planting tree care. No, that's landscaping. That's 
planting a new <laughs> Come tree. On. That's no, when you're dealing with an existing tree, that is tree care. Dead or alive, you're dealing with an existing tree, that is tree care. Planting a new tree is landscaping. So you planted a tree last year and you're pruning it as per the spec that's true on the job description and that's different than pulling the stuff or the same is tree care not landscaping no it's tree care (laughs) do you wear do you wear a funny little hard hat all day long i do not well then you're not in tree care if you're in tree care you wear a funny little hard hat and you climb up and down fucking trees so how do you go how many times have you operated a stump grinder once yeah when you were in tree care (laughs) so how do you go to a client and she asks you can you plant my tree you say yes can you maintain my tree no that's tree care (laughs) (laughs) call an arborist that has nothing to do with me i'll put the tree in what if i need it pruned call an arborist i don't do that shit yeah they literally have there's literally you can put it in but you can't literally a name for the profession arborist like there's a name for the prof- like you don't even need to make it i'm not making this up there's people who are arborists for a living there's people who wake up in the morning and they're like man i can't wait to be there's little kids going to bed right now because it's nine o'clock going i can't wait to be an arborist <laughs> like <laughs> i can't wait to wear the little hat I'm just like there is a, a dealing with a stump is tree care. If I see a big stump on a job, I'm like, yeah, call some stump guy. I just well, did that on it. Now, mind you, I didn't get the job. Maybe that's why. I was like, this stump, man, it was like a six foot stump. But it's like, not yeah, a tree. It's part of a tree. It's an old tree. It's a, that's why I said alive or dead, it's tree care. I think you need an excavator because a tree care guy couldn't remove a stump that's six feet. They grind it, man. They got to get the grinder back there and they got to grind, get a good grind on. Mm. Yeah, I rented it. I think I rented a grinder <laughs> once. <laughs> I was doing with it. That might have been the like... job where I forgot about the retaining wall. <laughs> oh, shit. I just vaporized six grand. Fuck. <laughs> I've never ground a stump, but I feel like that's a job that can get away from you pretty quickly. Like, I feel like. Yeah. There's Have you some ever, I almost got sucked into a chipper once. Sucked in. Oof. Yeah. Sucked into buying one or sucked into. No, like... sucked into it. Like <laughs> fucking pulled into the chipper. Oh, I was like halfway in and I was like, oh, my God, sit the brink. How does that happen? Do you get stuck in the. the the uh branch we were like loading these like it was like a a a one foot chipper one of those huge ones this is why i don't do tree care see chipping is tree care that's not fucking landscaping (laughs) and i was feeding like we're feeding like a huge like spruce tree in and i got all caught up in the branches and i started getting even as fat as i am i was getting sucked into the fucking i was (laughs) you know there's like the brake thing on it i was like oh my god but the other guy on the other side couldn't see me because the tree was so big, we were stuffing in. Was he was like, probably like, I'm not a tree care guy. I can't he help. Didn't like me. Well, he also I'm a landscaper. Like- what are you talking about? <laughs> he also didn't like me very much that guy. They said, someone called the paramedics. 
And at that point, they need a mortician. So nobody wants to do anybody else's job. So I'm just saying, I find it's, I don't deal with, I don't like stumps. I don't deal with them. I just feel like there's no money in stumps. You go to a job and you walk in the backyard and you see a huge fucking stump. You know, you're losing money on that bitch. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you charge. You can look at that stump and be like, that's six foot stump. I looked at that and I was like, if I charge five grand to get rid of the stump, I am not going to make a dime. Because yeah. if I charge five, I should have charged 10. If I charge 500, I should charge a thousand. There is no way to properly price stump removal as a landscaper. That's why you call a tree motherfucker and pass the responsibility on. We did that once last year and ended up cracking a septic. Exactly. Dur- during the removal. This is why. So we were all done the job. Everything looks great. I get a call the next day. My lawn is leaking sewage. Oh, man. Motherfucker. Um, so we sent another company back and they did like a half hour repair and he never built. Ah, oh, fuck. I supposed to email him back. Um, yeah, he got the job done. We what's, were what's fortunate. the worst day? Is that the worst day after phone call you've ever had? I'd have to think about this that. This is an interesting topic. That, I like that, this topic. The worst day after phone worst call. Worst day after phone call. No, I'm sure there's something worse, but that one wasn't great, especially considering it was at the very end of the season and there was snow. Ooh. Like how, how the fuck are we going to get this done and this not be on my conscience for the entire winter? Um, it thought out enough that day that they could fix it, but I don't know what you guys must have a good. Oh, yeah. So we did this. We did this job once, and it's in Toronto, and it was right after. Um, it was right after Toronto created the bylaw where you couldn't exit water into the sewers anymore. So everyone had to cap off all their drains. So like the eaves troughs used to run down into the pipes and then the pipes would take the eaves trough water to the sewer. They made it illegal. Everyone had to turn their eaves troughs out and cap the the pipes, right? So we're doing this. Um, this is like old school Toronto, like Danforth. So we're doing this set of stairs. And first of all, these are like I can't remember what we called these stairs. These stairs were built and torn down, I think, four times. They were like the stairs from hell. It didn't matter. Like, it just, one guy, because we're using like a new, we're using, um, the homeowner had bought all the materials, which immediately, this is why it's jumping <laughs> bad. <laughs> but one of the, the materials he had bought was Best Ways Park Wall which we had never used before. It's similar to like a Pisa wall or an Oak Sartana or an RB wall. Um, But it has a different set of grooves. And the first guy that attempted to build the stairs put all the wall in upside down because he didn't understand how it worked. (laughs) (laughs) The second guy... I don't, I, I, so I don't know. Anyways, the stairs were built three times. And eventually I said on the third, after we tore them down twice, I sent down these two guys and I said, build these fucking stairs. 
I don't, and I don't, because I had envisioned, because they were going against a wood porch. So I had envisioned us just stacking the blocks on top of each other backwards, not necessarily building a box because there's no way. To, and then gluing it all together as one big unit. Because yeah. of course, I also didn't pick out this material for this job, right? So I told them my vision. They said, okay. So they went there, tore the stairs apart. And when they put them up, they found a a, a, a pipe in the ground that they assumed was for um, an eaves trough that had maybe run under the deck down into this pipe. So they, they, you know, they mortared it shut. They closed it off. They built the stairs over it. Everyone loves the stairs. Stairs look perfect. Totally fantastic. Finally, we're done the stairs from hell. You know, it totally took us three tries as professional landscapers to build these fucking stairs. And then the next day I got a phone call. Hey, Mike. I said, Hey, Ollie, because the guy's name was Ollie. And it was not a double Ollie situation. It was a single Ollie situation. <laughs> and he says, Mike. And I say, yeah. He goes, I'm pretty sure that your guys capped my plumbing vent. Mm. And my plumbing is no longer venting. And my basement is completely flooded. Like two uh, feet. Man. Oh, that's a, that's a uh, bad day after. Course. And I was like, Okay, so I went there. He had pumped it all out, but he had laminate floor in the basement, which was destroyed. Oof. So the guys who had built the stairs were subcontractors. <laughs> I called them. I said, hey, man, did you like build over this guy's pipe? And they were like, we thought it was from the east trough. And I was like, okay, well, so I said to Ollie, who was a great guy, um, what, do you want, what do you want me to do? Like, you tell me. This we just fucked your house. <laughs> we I am used to situations where I fuck someone's backyard, and I understand how to fix that because hey, like no one's perfect. I've fucked up shit in people's backyards. I've fucked up people's front yards. I've fucked up people's driveways. I've fucked up their front lawns. In general, I don't fuck up their basement <laughs> indoors. So he said, "What if you guys replace the flooring?" So. Me and the two sub guys ripped out and replaced the guy's entire floor. Wow. On wow. a Saturday. Yeah. Wow. But it was Ollie. He's a good guy, man. Love that guy. I said, best <laughs> I can do is put brick down down there. You're getting a brick floor. <laughs> yeah, getting sure. a brick fucking floor. So we we destroyed a man's basement. Oh man. See that that's was, it just goes back to like, landscapers have to know everything. How the fuck would you know necessarily that that's his plumbing? A vent? plumbing vent was buried under his stairs to right. his porch. I yeah. that could you. happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thousands of other things. That one happened to me. Yeah. I can't think of the other stuff we smashed or broke when we didn't know what it was or buried. I one time a client had a lockbox on their gate or on their old railing. Um, coincidentally, this is the job that we repaired nine years later for free. Um, <laughs> but they had a, like a wrought iron railing that we had to take off to do the overlay. And 
one of the guys took the rail. It was garbage day. They took the railing and put it at the road, right? Garbage day. They come pick up the railing with the lockbox on it. And the client comes over, like, I can't get in the house. The key is in the lockbox. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the lockbox? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, someone gone. must have walked off with it. They thought it was scrap metal. You know, but... <laughs> that reminds me of a story that came up recently. Where I was talking to, I think I was talking to Drake about it at the dump. So someone in their infinite wisdom had thrown all the chains from the float in the back of the, the one ton dump truck instead of into the chain box on the float. And then people loaded a garbage deck on top of the chains in the back of the truck and then sent the truck to the dump. So the driver of the truck folded down the tailgate and dumped out deck. And inadvertently dumped $2,000 worth of chains and bear traps at the dump as well. This is at like Miller, like a transfer station, a disgusting, gross transfer station. I sent, this is back in the day. I sent those motherfuckers back and they dug through that shit till they found those fucking chains. Oh, yeah. That was back in the day when I was not a nice person. I was like, <laughs> where the fuck are all the chains? They're like, I put him in the truck. The truck we just dumped in the garbage dump? Yeah, go the fuck back now. And do what? I said, I don't know. Find the fucking chains. Hope they're not in the fucking one of those trucks from the food place that dumps out all that shit. Hope they're not covered in that. That's just fucking gross. And they found uh, the chain. Wow. Uh, they found them. And then I think they got in trouble because you're not allowed to pick garbage out of the fucking dump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have broken and smashed so, like so much that we didn't fucking. Two two years ago, Chrissy backed into some driveway and the guy kept waving her back farther and farther and farther. And when she dumped, you know how the tailgate flies open? It flied open and lift the carport roof right off the fucking house. <laughs> uh, so who pays for that? He backed you in. I paid for it. Wow. I sent my general contract. I just called my general contract buddy. I'm like, can you go look at this and see how fucked it is? So we paid for it. We paid for that one. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a lot. I think Paul charged me like 300 bucks to fix it or something. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like the fascia was fucked and he had to nail the, I don't know. He had to nail the roof back onto the post or something. (laughs) I just told him, I said, I don't, I've done enough damage here. I don't want anything else to do with it. Just send me a bill. I don't want to talk about it again. I don't want to hear about it again. I don't want to ever know anything about this again. Just send me a fucking bill. I, I play hockey with them. I had, I don't, I had them like, I had like three things like that in one year. I just called them and I was like, fix it. I don't want to know anything about it. I'm done. <laughs> I've done enough damage yeah. here today. I'm good. And that's the best answer sometimes to, as a business owner, just let it go. Just pay it. Yeah, carry tell on. me, tell me what. It, don't even tell me what. Just go ahead. Just yeah, fucking, just do it. It is what it is. It's just do it. I can't, you lose what's more your, money thinking about it. What's your worst day after call, Mike? I don't have anything to top what you talked about there. The only thing that comes to mind is my very first project. Uh, I had a low spot in the patio, 
and the client didn't like the cuts that I did around their fire pit. So when I sent them the bill, they said, I'm not going to pay it until you come back and fix these two things. And the cuts around the fire pit were actually what he wanted initially. And then he changed his mind afterwards. So, uh, yeah. How do you like how, why would the client have any say on the cuts? I have no idea, but he was very particular and, uh, he wanted them a certain way. I did them a certain way. And then he went back and said, no, no, I don't like it this way. Yeah. Did he pay you? He ended up paying me. It took a bit, but, uh, he ended up paying me. He was a carpenter by trade. He's like, I know how these things work. And, uh, I know how these things work. Yeah. Oh, good. Perfect. Uh, you seem like a client that I want. That was a I good experience. The first uh, first patio I did on my own to get that under yeah. my belt. How did you feel when you sold the first job? Scared or excited? Uh, I Because I did all, a lot of side projects. It wasn't... Uh, I would say like my first job that I did on my own where I hired a buddy while I was working for a supplier was really interesting. And... I was pretty excited and then I realized maybe I priced it too low and then I realized, well, I'll still be making more money in two days than I make at my supplier over six days. So, you know what? It's probably good. Did you do it with your, you got your buddy to do it? Yeah. Me and my buddy. And then, uh, and then they wanted their backyard done, like just a simple patio. And I quoted them the exact same price and they're like, is everything that much? And then their neighbor, their neighbor asked me to quote their walkway and I quoted them the exact same price while, while they were there. And they're like, everything's the same price. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. It's all the same price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when I didn't know my numbers. That was pre-software. That was pre-software. That was pre-spreadsheet. That was pre my business and everything. This is just me rolling the dice that I could do anything for five grand. <laughs> yeah. I could make anything happen for 5,600 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. You yeah. need a roof? I just put a roof on. 5,600 bucks. Wasn't that your price for a 120 square foot walkway? Uh, yeah, it yeah. was. Well, it was actually it 100 square feet. I bid it as oh, 120 because yeah. yeah. of all the cutting and extra potential extra four inches the length of the patio. Yeah. It was actually 94.5. Is that a go? I, is that done? No. No, because uh, no, yeah. well, we lost that job. We oh had it, no. Ah. We lost it. I know. It's just my whole life. So, somebody <laughs> underbid you? No, no, they, they listened to the podcast and went listened. out and found that client <laughs> and said, We'll do it for five, five, nine. I told I told you it was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they forgot that they had a fencer coming in uh, and they needed to pay him, which uh, sounds, I'm like, at first I was like, who the fuck forgets they hired a fencing guy? And then I thought, well, in today's world, that could probably happen. They just forgot that yeah. they hired a fencing guy. So I don't know. Or maybe someone was like astronomically cheaper than me. I have no <laughs> Maybe the fencing guy is doing the landscape. Yeah. <laughs> the fencing guy realized it was better to be the landscaper than it was to be the fencing guy. I don't know. Yeah, we got uh 
they did say that they're still going to do the project. They're just putting it on hold. So that's better than the last people who just indiscriminately said, get the fuck. Why did you locate our property? We don't want the, we, we don't fucking want you here. Two days before we were supposed to start. No way. Well, that was the other, yeah, that happened the other week. Yeah. What about that the was, Pietra job? Has that started? Oh, that got, well, that also got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, so we were going to do the Pietra job. And I thought, yeah. uh, Drake was hanging around the yard doing something else. And I was at the yard. And I said, you know what? This Pietra job is the kind of thing that could go really bad, really fast. And then you don't end up having enough money in it as much as it seems like you could not possibly not have enough money in it. So I said, let's go to the owner's house, a really nice couple, Chuck and Brenda. That's as specific as we'll get. No last names because Mike's nervous about exposing things on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, we went and Chuck was home. Brenda was in Florida. And, uh, so we met him and he determined that the Petra curb might not work. And I said, well, maybe if you just fill where this water's flowing with rocks and the water. And so he said, yeah, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to. So then he, he called me and he said, Hey man, your idea works so well. I don't need you to do the peach curb job wow. anymore. And I said, ah, oh, fuck. But then he, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so there was two like this job we did like 12 years ago and the only part of it that settled was right around the two drains there was like two pavers at one and one paver at the other one or something and so the, he said but could you still send drake back here to fix these pavers around the drains and i was like sure man and i was like man we really killed this job this is a fucking pretty good job and just for our big mouse of using river rock we shot ourselves in the foot and we don't have the job anymore are you doing the repair for free? No, no, he paid us for it. Okay, I was going to say. He paid us for it. That, well, it's 12 years. I had a nine-year limit. Yeah. I think I actually brought that up. He was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this was 12 years ago, man. Like, it's a nine-year limit at Chad's discretion. Yeah. And he says, I don't have to fix this. <laughs> so we're all good. It was a, yeah. Do you feel like if you would have taken deposits from these clients, they wouldn't have backed out? Uh, maybe. At least you would have had something, right? Yeah, I don't. But then it's like, so say, say I took a deposit from the first job that backed out. Um, I think that job was like, say, close to twenty grand. If I took a ten percent, I don't know what I don't. I don't take deposits, so I don't know what people take. But no, no, say, I I don't either, but. Well, no, that's why I'm breaking. Playing I'm just, devil's advocate. Yeah, and so I, to... yeah, I'm interested in. So, so I, what do people take? Ten percent, Mike? You take deposits. What do I you take ten percent uh, to get in the schedule. Twenty five percent upon first day. Okay, so Mike takes. So I take ten percent. This you is get how cost I, of materials, Mike. What's that? When do you get cost of materials? Why should... that covers materials? Okay, thirty five percent. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, so this job was twenty grand, or give or take. They give me two thousand bucks as a deposit, and then they cancel their job, and they come. They're going to come at me for their two thousand bucks, and everyone listening to this podcast is going to say, 
you shouldn't return the 2000 bucks because it's a non-refundable deposit. And that 2000 bucks is yours now. And what I'm going to say is, I don't have time in my life to fuck with these, to fight with these stupid fucking people about 2000 yeah. bucks. And I'm going to yeah. return it to them anyways. So what was the point of the fucking, like, that's why I don't take the deposit. Because if I took a deposit of 10% and someone canceled the job, I would just give it back to them anyways and say, get the fuck out of my life. Yeah. I am never going to war for a deposit on a job. I will always just return it and be like, I get the fuck out of my life. I never want to see you again because I, yeah. people who do that to me, I don't have time in the day for them anyways. Get the fuck out of my life. So if I'm never going to fight for the deposit to keep the deposit, why the fuck take the deposit? If they came back to you at a later date and wanted the project done, would you take them back? Or is that a red flag for you to be like, no, I don't, I never want this year. People. Oh yeah. It's, I, it's, 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 we're going <laughs> fucking going mother. I, what I, it depends how it got left. Like a one time <clears throat> someone backed out on a job on me and they said like, Hey man, my furnace just blew up. I can't, I have to fix it. I, the money I was going to use for my patio, I'm, I got to put into the furnace. I still want to do this fucking job. Can you, can you do it next year? Maybe I'll call you in the spring. I said, sure, man, you need to heat your house. That seems pretty reasonable to me. I would want heat in my house. I don't want to see your kids freeze. Call me in the spring. And I think those people did call me like two years later and I repriced the job and did it for them because I felt like that was left on pretty yeah. good terms and they had a reasonable reason for not needing. I mean, I don't want to see someone freeze. You know? And that's again, if I'd taken a deposit, then I would have fucking returned it anyways. What if so they uh, forgot when they you had... take when you take the deposit, Mike? Because Chad doesn't take a deposit, probably for the same reason I don't. Is he's not going to go to I'll... war with some stupid fucking people over fifteen hundred bucks? I'll explain my reasoning. Okay, after. I'm it's, wise. It's, it's different, but I mean, it's along the same lines. What if anyway. it's a special product that you cannot return? I wouldn't use that material. No. Not in, uh, there was a time in my life when I would use some weird material to look really cool on Instagram. Now I just use whatever is like I just if someone if, called me with some super special material, I'd be like, fuck off, call someone else. If someone wanted super so I've done this before. I've uh, we were supposed to do a project with those big uh, do you guys know Rosetta stone at all? Like yeah. it's uh so these big slab steps or whatever. Um it was like five or ten grand in steps and he's like yeah go ahead we're gonna do the job um and i ended up ordering all the material uh a couple weeks later the guy cancels the job well the steps are sitting at the fucking retailers and i own them now and i've still got them if anybody wants rosetta steps that are uh <laughs> two years or three years weathered um at this point uh, i'll give you a wicked deal but uh <laughs> i mean so can you post <laughs> that pictures of those steps on the not our finest hour account and we'll i'll get the retailers to send me pictures of them they're probably rotting somewhere in the back 40 of that landscape yard um is that the so, giveaway so, yeah the giveaway. oh <laughs> not our finest hour yeah. giveaway not our finest hour I, rosetta step giveaway. i will supply the steps mike you have to supply the shipping oh i'll supply that's fine I you will, have to pick that, them up at Cornwall. If we're going to do this giveaway of these Rosetta steps, then yeah, I will I will supply the shipping. How many steps yeah. is it? 
Oh yeah, if you want ten, I probably have ten. I'll I will send Darian for these ten steps to someone. Yeah, I'll buy the shipper. That's great. This is a real contest. This is a great contest. Some old, some old two year old steps that Chad can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) What was the conclusion of this before we got totally off track? Um, So I wouldn't take someone's money or someone's deposit, like uh, without ordering materials or anything like that. Um, I feel like if they were to cancel the job, even if they're aware that they haven't, they've given a non-refundable deposit, they're still going to talk shit about how the landscaper didn't give them their deposit back. And that bad publicity is bad enough to, to not take the deposit in the first time, in the first place. Right. People are still going to talk. Oh, that landscaper owes me this. Like he fucked me on this when you really didn't do anything wrong. But you're always going to be made out to to be the bad guy in that situation. Yes, you're definitely in the right. Yeah. If you if you have a non refundable deposit and you keep it, you are in the right. Absolutely, but they don't but see I, it that way, right? I, or they won't yeah. talk about it that way. No, absolutely, yeah. you're 100 percent right. So that's why we don't take deposits, unless like oh. uh, if somebody asks us to do a job for them and it's special material. I'm going to take the deposit and buy the material with it. If they cancel the job, I say, well, this is your material now. Do you want it stacked on your front yard or in the driveway or what? Right. But like, this is not my problem to give it away anymore. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I own that material. I paid for that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. So, Mike, will you do you keep the deposit if they cancel the job? I would not keep it, but uh, if it is a special order item, I would uh, let them know that clearly that if they, for whatever reason, something came up, they had to cancel the project. That I would not be able to get like a refund for it, so the material just belongs to them, and that's what the deposit would be for. Yeah, and I, I've but done you, that with all special order items, but um, yeah, if you have a job that has no special order items. And you take a deposit that you'd be willing to give back to them anyways. What was the point? For them to have some sort of uh, buy-in to the project, I guess. For them to be like... I also feel like if I take 10% for them to get into the schedule, I'm in control of where and when I'll start the project. Whereas if I've got no buy-in from them... I feel like they can they have more power to dictate when and where the project's going to start even though that's never happened to me but uh I just don't like me being the only person bought into their project. So I believe the opposite. Really? One of the reasons I don't take a deposit is cuz then I can do their project whenever the fuck I feel like it. Because I don't you you have nothing invested in it, I have everything invested in. It. And I've said that to lots of homeowners in my life. I don't take a deposit. I'll give you a generalized time of when I might do this project, but don't call me and try to hold me to some day or some week or some month because all the money is invested with me. You have nothing invested in it. I'll do it when I want, not when you want. I can see that for sure. I agree with your point too, though. I agree with your side too. I think it's a two-sided point. Yeah. I I never considered what you just said there. Um, yeah, I just I just don't like the idea of me having everything invested into the project and the client having nothing. See, I love that. At, at what point at what point do you get paid though, right? When you're done the project. 
So you will do like a multi-month project and wait till the very end to get paid? I have, yeah. Really? I wouldn't do that now. I don't do it anymore, but I have. Oh, we've done... Well, but see, like, when I ran the residential division at Ridgelake, you have to put it in perspective. We did a job in 30 days where we invoiced $1.4 million. And then we waited 60 days to get paid. So... You take like back then the biggest residential project we had going on was maybe like 80, 90 grand. It was an infinitely small amount of money to the owner of that business that he didn't give a fuck about. Right. So he, I, I had brought up doing payment systems and he was like, why the fuck would I do that for $90,000? That's a huge pain in the ass. I don't want to do multiple invoices. Fuck that. They can pay us when we're done. And that was his take on the situation because it was like to him, it was an infinitely small amount of money. Why would we even worry about it? The amount of risk, though, I can see if you get to a point where you're so large that like $90,000 is a drop in the bucket. But there's just so much risk for you to have something go wrong on the project or the client refuses to pay at the end of the project, where if you leave 10, 15, 20 percent to the end of the project. uh, And I, I, I know you guys know this. You don't need me to talk about it, but. That's just like infinitely less risk leaving that much to the end as opposed to 100% at the end and they refuse to pay, right? I think he was never, like him in particular, was never worried about that because he had so much more money than the people we were working for. He would just sue them into oblivion if they didn't pay. Right, right. But nowadays you wouldn't do that with your business, right? You wouldn't leave 100% to the end. Well, we first started doing, when we first started this business, we used to do that. Yeah. I closed a lot of jobs on it. Like, you know, when you're, when your business has no jobs closed, like even though I have a long history of doing landscaping work, we had no, no we had no work of our own. We had actually done. Mm-hmm. I closed jobs because I said to people, you can pay me when you're happy. Right. So if I do a job that's under 3000, I will leave it all to the end. Cause that doesn't even make sense to do any sort of draw payment or anything like that. Yeah, we just did a driveway, walkway, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. It was 12 grand. We didn't do any payment system on it. Yeah, I'm doing like a front walkway. I still took my 10%, but I'm leaving 90% to the end. So, yeah. yeah. It doesn't, I agree. It doesn't, well, for you, a $3,000 walkway is like six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a $4,400 walkway was 10. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm breaking it 3, down. 3,000 is a very small front walkway lift and relay, essentially. Yeah. So it's maybe four hours. Uh, usually it's about six, I would say. Well, okay. So I was accurate. Yeah. I don't, I, we never, yeah, we never, I don't know. We take, we, Kelly has a whole system now, but a lot of it wasn't based on me not worry about us worrying about people paying us. It was more based on cash flow issues when we have like a subcontractor doing a job for us that needs to get paid every week. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I don't like, I don't want to take that money from another spot. Like, you know, if you have a subcontractor doing a residential job for you, like most of those people are going to expect to get paid weekly. Right. So we would want to collect a draw so that we could just pay the subcontractor. But that would be the same thing as if they were your employees too, right? They get paid biweekly. You do, uh, but yeah, but they're supplying equipment, and right. Like, the bill, like you know, I'm not like if you have a subcontractor coming with their truck, a skid steer, an excavator, 
three or four employees, like that's a bigger draw on your company than the people that you had already but budgeted. Because the other thing is your company swells from, you know, last year, say we were running 13, 14 people. Then all of a sudden we're running 22 people, right? Like, well, our, our, our cash flow is based on 15, not 22. So the money for those extra seven needs to come from that. That's how we started the draw system because we, you know, that was like, we needed to pay those subcontractors need to get paid. Like, they're taking time out of their schedules to help us. We need to pay them immediately. They shouldn't have to wait. Gotcha. Wish my GC thought like that. <laughs> well, but this is like residential GC, right? That's yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. I wish everyone saw it like that. But it's just, that's how we did it originally. It's... Like, I pay my subs a lot quicker than I get paid as a sub. For sure. Yeah, my original accountant or the whatever bookkeeper guy, me and him got into it a couple because I was like, you need to pay that irrigation, dude. And he was like, no, no, everyone invoices on the 15th and then we pay them on the 30th. And I'm like, okay, great. Pay the irrigation, dude. He's like, no, no, he invoiced on the 16th, so he won't get paid until the 15th of next month. He get paid on the 30th, he has to invoice before the 15th. And I said, Fucking awesome. Pay the fucking irrigation, dude. <laughs> yeah. I have his money. I collected it. Pay him. No, no, he invoiced on the 16th. So I pay him on the 15th of next month. I said, no, no, pay the fucking irrigation, dude, now. He's like, no, no, you don't understand how it works. I said, you don't understand how it works. That's that guy's fucking money and he's got to feed his fucking kids. And it's the start of the goddamn season. Pay him the fucking money right fucking now. I'm not screwing around with you. And the guy went, oh, I'll pay him. I said, I guess you'll pay him. Like, <laughs> yes. like I understand yeah. he was trying to build a system where our subcontractors got used to you invoice on the 14th, you'll get paid on the 30th. Like from the, say from the first to the 14th, you'll get paid on the 30th of the month. You invoice from the 16th to the 29th of the month, you'll get paid on the 15th. I understand he was trying to introduce a system, but, and I, and I, I know that that's a great system and I understand but I'm not going to, like, this guy needs to fucking make his truck payment and we have his money. Pay him. We are not CP Rail. Like, yeah, we're not IBM. These are people with families that are working for themselves that have one fucking pickup truck. That system works fucking great if you're Rogers or right. Bell or whatever. But we're not those things. These are people who, like, it doesn't do anything for building relationships for it sure. Fuck yeah. all. It pisses people off. Like yeah. it's a it's a fucking piss off. Like it just so anyways, we try to pay people as fast as we get paid or faster than we get paid. But that's why people will come help us too. Yeah. I guarantee your subs will jump to come help you because they know they're gonna get paid right away. Yeah. They, they definitely get paid before I do. That's for sure. Like I'm reaching, I'm diving into my own pocket to pay the subs. But that's why they'll, when you call them and say, Hey man, I'm fucked. The septic's leaking through the front lawn. They say, no problem, Chad. We're on it tomorrow morning for you. And they leave what they're doing and they go fix it. Yeah, that's true. That's, 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 yeah. That's the power that respecting people's time and paying them brings you. Yeah. Chad, what percentage do you leave to the end on a residential project? Uh, 
been a while. I so I take cost of materials and then the rest I'll take on at the end. Okay. Good job. So whatever that ends up to be. Um honestly we don't have that much that that much residential work. So yeah, I just take cost of materials, pay the retailer, and then see you when we see you, finish when we finish, and uh you pay the rest What's then. What's the biggest residential job you take on nowadays though? They're all like small, right? Uh last year we did probably <sighs> I want did to that say Roka step project that was pretty yeah, big. Yeah, that's right? probably like 150, <laughs> 200, maybe more, maybe 250 or something. Um but that was all TNM, right? So hmm. I just invoice weekly or every two weeks or whatever and then we'd wait a month and get got paid a month later for every invoice. Um, and I can't see doing that job any other way with the amount of changes that go on and working so far from home. Um, we didn't get rich, but I mean, sometimes it's just nice to have that work or you can leave for a day and then come back and sometimes really it's okay to hit a single. Yeah. yeah. It's a, you gotta, you can't hit a home. You try to hit a home run on every job. You're going to strike out a lot. Yeah. Like and not... he's a phenomenal client, so I don't but mind. But I'm it. saying like on average residential jobs you take on right now because you have so much commercial work. You're talking a couple of days, three days. Like you're yeah, not, like I, you're not looking for this monster project to No, we we gave up a big one actually by not responding to emails. Like this lady wanted a pool and a whole front and back landscape, but her house was only built I want to say not even a year ago. So that always turns me off because they hate when you explain that, well, their whole house is backfilled with native material and you need to be backfilled with clear material. Um, and they look at you like your head screwed on sideways. And what do you mean? You want, I just backfilled this house. Why do you want to dig out my whole house? And then what do you mean? You're not going to warranty it. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. We passed up a big one to some company that's, sort of making me nervous they're like an hour away or whatever and they do a lot of the same stuff that we do and they're pretty polished image wise and stuff like that so and we're working not far from them so i'm like really burns my arse a little bit to see them doing the job that we could have had if we would have kept our foot on the gas but honestly we're so busy with other shit that what does it matter did you even want to do that work uh it would have been an okay job if if the house wasn't so new, right? If it wasn't less than a year old. Because but even if the house was like five years old, it's not the work you want to do anymore. No, you're right. But there's only, you have to do something to fill the voids in the yeah. commercial landscape schedule, right? Uh, That's true. Because for months, there's nothing ready. And then all of a sudden, three things are ready at the same time. And that's half a million dollars of work that you have to do in a month. Yeah. Right. It's a. So you need these little things like these 20 or $30,000 jobs in there that you can sneak in and do in a week and then sneak out back to commercial. You got to be sneaky with it. You got to be strategic. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. And sometimes you'll piss people off that way. Right. Because. You figure, yeah, I can get in and do that job, and then all of a sudden they don't hear you for from a month. 
and you said you could do it, but you can't do it now right away. So you're putting a half crew on it and then it's not going as fast. And like, it's a juggling act. It's great, but it's a juggling act sometimes. That's what you board. should. That's what this episode should be called. It's a juggling act. <laughs> I think the beginning of this episode was absolute dog shit. Cut but it. I think we we turned it around, probably yeah. an hour I, in. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't. I feel like it was entertaining. I people, feel are like be, what, people are going to be curious of what we cut. What are those? What are those beeps? <laughs> <laughs> PK was saying something. I know it was good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you don't have to beep out the communism hat. No, that's good. That stays. The communism. All right. So is this the end of the episode? That's it. This is the end of the episode. Boom. Later.